Freddy and the Z-Man. No? Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffel and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. <clears throat> this is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Can't the regular season just get here already? There's almost nothing worse than watching preseason football. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a nice day. It was warm out yesterday, so it wasn't like I had anything pulling me outside because very f- Florida like. Yeah, you know, then, it rain, then it started. Then it started raining. raining. Yeah. So I thought yesterday. I thought, okay, I'm not going to get my. I'm not going to get pulled in different directions. I could sit down yeah. and watch. But still, it's preseason. Yeah. I space out. I grab my phone. I almost have to throw it across the room so I prevent myself from being distracted. Yeah. Well, and, and the Bears' de- uh, first-team defense was distracted, too, just by the sight yeah, of they, Mitchell Trubisky, I, I think they had. I think uh, they were distracted by their phones or something else. Or, 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 or Mitch. Hey, I know that. Wait, what just happened? Are we supposed to tackle him? Isn't he on our team? Right. Isn't no, he wearing the red jersey? That's so very last year, Fred. God. Isn't he wearing the red jersey? Don't hit the quarterback? That's must that must have been what the Bears defense was told. Don't hit the quarterback. Meanwhile, was it was Mitch. it like his Super Bowl? He he just he kept completing slant routes at the beginning. He just Another slant route, right. another slant route. Get rid of the ball, boom, slant route. The guys keep going. It's fine. It's yeah. forward motion. Yeah. It's and, something uh, we didn't see a lot. And nobody on the Bears. The first year. Everybody on the Bears decided not to tackle. Yeah. It might be one of the worst tackling teams I've ever seen. Now, I know it's preseason, and you can't see, say anything. Okay, okay. Now, now let's, let's just stop right there. I know it's preseason. I get that. Does that mean that they shouldn't try harder? No. No, it means they should try just as hard as. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. So when, and we're going to talk about the poll that we put up uh, involving Mitch, our old buddy. But, you know, people are responding with, it's preseason, it's exhibition. Well, Mitch tried. Does that mean we shouldn't try? Are you saying that we we just gave it to him because we felt bad? Hey, Mitch, you had a bad time here. Let's give you a nice day at Soldier Field. Is that what we did? Yeah, I know. That's what it appeared to be. So, but see, the White Sox played. Tony La Russa decided... We're just going to kick our feet up and let Danny Mendick and Jake Lamb go on out and play. Oh, God. The deal of Lamb and Mendick. Yeah. Look, I, look, they both have had bright spots. Sure. But, look, they're fill-in players. Why do we have to? And we talked about this in the uh, IDOT bullpen. Yeah. Why do we have to give more than one star off a day? Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. There's Ander- no- hey, look, give Anderson. Give him the day off. That's fine. Robert, you've been laid up for a he's while. He's played 32 games this year. Now, I know yeah, he's hurt for three months. R- but right, still. but Robert, get in there. Yeah. You're a young man. Yeah, you're hitting the ball. You can, you can play every day. You don't need a day off. You're a strong guy. Yeah. Yes. It's baseball. You're playing in Tampa. You play a three-hour game. Now, we you know go back what, to your hotel. We know what Tony would say, though. I'm resting them for yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. I want to make that, or he'll say that I want my guys, I want the bench ready when they're called upon. Well, hopefully That's we don't have to, to call ready. them uh, no. upon yeah. them too much in the playoffs, That right? would be nice, If yeah. they're playing, then we have an issue, yeah, an injury issue. That's right. Hey, driving responsibly in construction and work zone really is a matter of life or death. Learn more online or through social media at lifeordeathillinois.com. 
And, um, yeah, so the, the, the Sox played early, the Cubs played early, and then a little bit later because it was a rain. It was rain during a no-hit bid um, against the Cubs, and then Patrick Wisdom hits a two-run homer, and uh, the Cubs still lose their 12th straight at Wrigley Field. So all those things were played in the afternoon, so I figured, you know what? Um, my girlfriend Linda, she said, you know, not, we were watching a TV show that ended. She goes, we're going to have to do something else now. We can't watch the TV show anymore. So I said, you know what? She wants to see this movie Reminiscence with Hugh Jackman. So I'm going to go to the show. So I get online and I buy tickets online. Wait a minute, you mean actual movie theater? Yeah, an actual uh, movie theater. Post-pandemic life. I buy tickets online. Okay. You know, and I'm, you pick your seat and everything. Mm-hmm. Here's where we're going to sit and everything. And it's one of those recliners. Like a, like a concert, like yeah. a purchase. Yeah. yeah, so it's regular recliners, really nice recliners yep. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I have the tickets, and I'm proud of myself. You know, 64-year-old guy, know how to figure out the, the wow. thing. I bring my phone in. Otherwise, I would have left my phone in the car. Sure. I don't need my phone to in go to the theater. It, to be distracted. And, and hopefully everybody that goes to the theater leaves their phone in the car. That or turn off the ring or leave yeah. it in your pocket. I turn off the whole phone. Turn the and, whole uh, phone and, off and, and then and turn it on as soon as the movie's over. That's that's a good point. If you can't take two hours But you out need of your... to bring it because your tickets are on there. Right. So okay. I bring it in, and I walk in, and there's nobody at the front. To take me, to there's show no me tickets. There's no gatekeeper? No, there's nobody there. Wow. So I walk right into the concession stand. I get a large soda. Were you, wait, were you, were you that guy that said, I'm looking to show my ticket no. to somebody? No, I Please. almost was. I almost was since I paid for it. But this is what I'm saying. Because I paid money for it. I did get senior rate. At least somebody can yeah. look at it for yeah. you. The senior rate is, is $2 cheaper than the regular rate. So I got senior rate over 60 Got that. So that was cool. I thought, okay. this is wonderful. So I go up and we get, I get a large, a medium soda. Wanted to save the extra dollar and a half. Yeah, sure. I got a medium popcorn. Wanted to save the extra dollar. And for somehow, the large popcorn had 840 calories. The, the medium had 490. I said, hold on. That doesn't make it's sense. It's not twice as big. Right. Maybe the bucket is. I don't know. So then, and and Linda gets a um, a slushy, but a medium slushy, which is in the same glass that the medium soda's in. Mm-hmm. That was $24, I think, for those. For <laughs> a medium soda, a medium slushy, and a medium popcorn. And did you have to get it yourself post-pandemic life in a movie theater? No. Nobody, no, no they, gatekeeper? No, they, they actually did that yeah, for you. They filled it up, gave us a oh. straw, you know, with the, of course, with the wrapper on it. We took yep. the wrapper off the straw. Mm-hmm. And then we go into the theater. And I go, I'm looking around. And I said, okay. Well, we were the only ones there. I go, well, the movie's not starting for a while. The credits are long. The movie was starting at 6.30. The credit, or the uh, previews, I mean. Previews ran till 6.55, which is fine with me. I love previews. Okay, I love watching previews for upcoming movies and stuff like that. If I don't get there before the previews, I feel like I got gypped. Wow! Yeah, I always want to That's be there. That's a different early. take. So, okay. the movie starts. So I'm looking around. We are the only people in the theater. The only people in the for theater. the whole movie. For the whole movie, nice recliner chairs, leather recliner chairs. Really comfortable. Sometimes they're not as comfortable. They even have the little extenders because, like, for guys like you and me, yeah. recliners sometimes our feet hang off the end and they're not as comfortable. This has like the extender, so really? my feet's not hang. My foot is hanging off the end. Really comfortable. And then there was one point in the movie. I'm whispering to Linda, and I said, "Why am I whispering? There's nobody else here in the entire theater. Nobody." Post pandemic life. Oh. Well, I can't even uh-huh. say post because numbers are ramping up yeah. again. 
Wow. That just goes to show you that uh, people are not so much back in the theater. I haven't even considered a theater yet. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't really the guy that ran to the theater to see movies all the time. Right. Every once in a while I would. I would just wait until it came out so I'd watch it at home. But I definitely have not seen anything since since all of this happened. Yeah. So I guess so from my point, I don't think I'm surprised by that. It was a Saturday night at 6, at 6.15 maybe, maybe I was there. Maybe just a little early. And there were two, four, five. There were about 15 to 16 people at the concession stand. Okay. Which isn't that many. Right. You no, know? No, when no. we left, there were more people. The parking lot was more filled. But this is what I'm I saying. Left. Maybe late. It was more of a late crowd. You right. definitely did the uh, the early bird well, the senior special. 630. I mean, you figure the movie's going to end at the movie. We got out of the movie at oh, 9. come on. 15. You remember in the 70s when you went movies? You went to the midnight showing. If I could, yeah, I saw the I saw the first Batman at the midnight showing. Sure, the very first Batman, Michael. It Keaton was the and coolest everything. thing to do yeah. is to go to the midnight show. Yeah. yeah, the other reason that may some people may not be at the theater to see Reminiscence is because <laughs> it's starting not a good movie. Well, uh, <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Um, but starting Friday it was also on HBO Max, so I could have stayed home and watched the movie. Oh, that's damn confusing. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole thing. I don't know if Scarlett Johansson had a deal with uh, Black Widow, and she was going to get paid part of the box office. Then Marvel decided to release it on HBO Max also. So she's quite upset because now she's not getting box office because people can watch it on their TV. I'm sure she has a high-powered lawyer to talk to them about yeah, that. Yeah, so that's, maybe that's why there weren't as many people in the theater for, to see the movie I was going to see. Interesting. But I, I didn't care. I wanted to go to a theater because sure. I hadn't been to one since before COVID. Right. And uh, it was nice. I said, this so is So you great. didn't mind being in there by yourself? No, I love it. Oh yeah, no I guess talking. that was a dumb question. I just asked Fred that question. Yeah, that was Tyler, a dumb question. Tyler, he asked me if I was upset that there was nobody else in the theater. Yeah, I know. As that, soon that, as that came out of my mouth, I realized extra. how dumb that as was. As expensive as theaters are, Fred would pay extra to I have would. a theater to himself. There's, there's Can a theater, I have that one by myself? There's please. a theater by me, Hollywood Boulevard Theater. There was a time where you could rent the whole theater for $99 because nobody was going. So you could rent it for your friends or for just you if you wanted to. You and, a, you and your girlfriend, you and your wife, whatever, you and your buddies. When I lived down in Tinley, one of my daughters went to school with one of R. Kelly's daughters. Uh-huh. And he used to rent the one in uh, Country Club Hills all okay. the time. Okay, okay. he's a little busy now. Yes. But back when he wasn't so busy, uh-huh. he used to rent one with yeah. his friends. Yeah. But it, it, so it was cool. And I the, the movie was, if anybody's seen the movie, I, I understood it. It's just, it had a point, but it was, it was kind of different. It was kind of a kind of a time travel, but not time travel. You go back in your own memories, like someone comes in and they lose a set of keys, so that you can go, they can go back and check where you left lost your, lost your keys at in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm already confused. Yeah, but that, most of the people would came came in because you know they lost a spouse and they wanted to go back to when their spouse was around and they can remember those and the memory and if you like you get into the memory. You feel wow. closer. Yeah, it was it was an interesting concept. Very interesting. So as long as we're talking about post-pandemic life, uh-huh. I have discovered that I have been stymied a few times about what to do in this scenario. Right? Yeah. Remember when you would get carry out during the pandemic? Right. Nobody was serving. Uh-huh. So, you know, they were like, okay, you know, tips help out because our servers are working in the kitchen. Right. Right. Servers get paid a certain amount and then that is lower than minimum wage. So you can get tips and all that. Yeah. So now they're serving in restaurants, but they're still kind of, you know, 
pimping, and eh, maybe that's a strong word, for tips when you pick up carry-out. And not when you go into it yeah. and pick it up. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, now what? Yeah. Now what? I, before the pandemic, you didn't tip anybody for picking up your food. No. You just show up at the counter and you get it. Yeah. And now that's happening. And it's like a thing. So that, I, you know, if you want to jump in here, 312-332-3776, how do you handle that? Because a couple times just walking, it's like, what do I yeah. do? Two dollars? I know. What do I do? Well. Everybody uh, wants more money. I get that. You know, I, I go understand. to, yeah, you know, I go to a lot of breweries. Uh, you do. I haven't gone to one in a couple of days. Um, but when you go there, a lot of do them. Do you have the shakes now? No, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> you pay with a credit card and they turn the credit card thing to you and you can either, you can pick, give them a tip. There's a tip on there every yes. time. Yes. Now, when you go to Soldier Field, they want credit cards. And when you put your credit card in, right away it pops up. 15%, 15, 18%, 20%. Yeah. Right. And do you want a tip or not? Yes. And a lot of times on your credit card, you're no, not even thinking about no it. And the no button is real small. <clears throat> real small, hard to find. Yeah. yeah, I know. So everyone's asking for tips nowadays. There's and really no reason to tip the person that's working the concession stand at a sports event. Sorry. There's no reason to tip them. They've got a job. Well, They're working their job. This is this is my point, and I don't want to be that guy that's, ah, you know, damn you, 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 nobody deserves that. But everything, there's a tip bucket for everything. Yeah, I know. Everywhere, yeah. where it never used to be. And my trouble now is when I'm picking up carryout, they're looking for tips. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, this this wasn't the rule beforehand. No, no, not at all. 312-332-3776. You want to talk about that? You want to talk about going to the theater by yourself? Or not by yourself, but being by yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, used to I, love I would it. imagine you can't be the only one that's uh, recently experienced. No, that. I used to love it. I used to go to eleven o'clock shows on a Friday, like when movies were just coming out, uh-huh. because I worked mornings, so I'd get to the theater at eleven, straight out of work. It was it was awesome. I, and one time I was at the theater, sat right smack dab in the middle, middle row, middle. So this is up. not your first time in a movie theater no, by yourself. No. And I don't think I've ever. And one other time I was there by, and right before the movie, a guy came in. He walked and sat in the right behind me, and he leans over and he goes, "You got the best seat in the house." I felt like saying, "You son of a, can't you sit three seats over? You have to sit right behind me for this entire movie. We're the only two people in the theater." Well, that was the second best seat, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, Andy Dalton played yesterday the first half through a nice touchdown pass. Also, we saw. Justin Fields play yesterday. We did. We didn't see the Bears defense play all that well. But we come back, we'll talk about Fields or Dalton. And the fans are booing Andy Dalton, and there's someone not happy about that. Yes, there is. Yeah, we'll discuss that. We come back. 312-332-3776. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. Live stream ESPN 1000. Or take a listen to our other shows on demand. It's the all-new ESPN Chicago app. So yesterday at Soldier Field, a lot of people were a little interested. Some people were interested. I know I saw a picture of somebody on Twitter, and they were going, Let's go, Mitch! Let's go, Mitch! Well, he was pretty good yesterday. 
So the Bills take over, and it is time for Mitch Trubisky, a, a fairly warm reception, I would say. I think so. I think Bears re- respect him. He worked extremely hard. He played through injuries here. He never pointed the finger at himself. Always really wanted to pump up his teammates. It, it, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. The Bears did place the fifth-year option on him. He does have a winning record. Probably landed in a good spot in Buffalo behind Josh Allen to really, really grow as a young quarterback offensively. Trubisky another throw. This time it's Gabriel Davis making the grab. Trubisky another toss. Looking for a tight end. And he's got Dawson Knox, who had a productive year with Josh Allen. Empty set for Trubisky. Another quick throw. Another completion. And a good gain on first down to Gabriel Davis. Trubisky, another quick slant, and McKenzie's got it. Four-man rush, Trubisky throws, and it is complete. Good job by Isaiah McKenzie to grab it. Pitch, Singletary. On the perimeter with the cut and the first down, and he's got the touchdown. Robert Quinn couldn't get him in the open field, and Jackson couldn't get him out of bounds. It's 6-0. Blitz coming. Trubisky rolling, Mack chasing. Trubisky rifles it past the sticks for a first down to Davis. Four-man rush. Flag is thrown. Trubisky to the outside for the speedster McKenzie. Second to goal for this versatile, flexible Buffalo offense that has a lot of pieces to it. Big to Davis out of the backfield. Trubisky on the run, finding Kumaro. That's a touchdown. Communication from the coaching staff, and he's been coaching up Trubisky on the sidelines. Mitch Lawson for a completion to Jacob Hollister. Upended by Ken Kendall Vildor. Trubisky into a tight window, and it's a conversion for Jacob Hollister. And it's 21-0 Buffalo. Trubisky's got a man down the seam. It is the tight end. Jacob Hollister has made some good plays. Trubisky rolling. Fires to the sideline for Kumaro. And it's a catch for Jake Kumaro. Tyler Bass from 41 makes it all Buffalo in the first half. 34-6 Bills. Good work from Mitch Trubisky. I'm sure that felt good for the former Bears quarterback. Boy, there was a lot. What was that, about 10, 15 minutes of highlights? Yeah, you know, if you listen to them, like three of them were Mitch on the run. Here comes the blitz, and Mitch eludes. Mack is chasing. He can't catch him. Right. And then Quinn can't make a tackle, and then Eddie Jackson can't make a tackle, and another touchdown. Um yeah, that was, uh, if Mitchell Trubisky doesn't stay in Buffalo after a year, I'm sure that they'll find a job somewhere else, just I, based on this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Mitch, uh, that was his Super Bowl. I mean, he must have been looking forward to that. And, yeah. and I know that he has said some things in the press, and people are taking that as kind of a, a slight to the Bears, but I don't think he meant it that way, you know, based upon the way he seems like a, a nice kid. Yeah. Who just wants to have a career. He's going to do his best. And they seem to like him there. And he seems to like it there. We have a poll that we put up on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Who gets the credit for Mitch Trubisky's performance against the Bears? Here are your options. Bill's coaching. Mitch himself. Uh Or Bears. Lack of. Defense. Who gets the credit? Now, we've had a couple people chime in with their comments saying it's exhibition. There is no credit. Yeah. It's preseason. But again, was Mitch the only one trying? Right. It's preseason for Andy Dalton, too. Right. It's preseason yeah. for everybody. Right. Preseason for the defense. So if they're all not trying, yeah. Mitch still did good yeah. 
at not trying. Yeah. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So sure. the exhibition of preseason thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, you can jump on 312-332-3776, or you can vote on the poll on Twitter at ESPN1000. Yep. Let's go to John and Evanston. Hello, John. Hey, John. Hey, guys. You know, I was impressed. I, I think you've got to give a lot of credit to Mitch's uh, play play yesterday to uh, their starting quarterback. I'm sure that he worked with them hard and long with the playbook and the coaching, the offensive coordinator was working with them. And But you know what? A lot of Mitch's uh, throws were to wide open receivers, you know, lack of defensive blown assignments on the tight end up the middle. Um, you're looking at a... Super Bowl contender in Buffalo and a middle-of-the-pack team with the Bears. I mean, that's pretty much what it showed me yesterday with the starting defense. I mean, they got some work to do if, if they're going to be competitive this year and be a, a playoff contender. Their defense is going to have to step it up. They looked pretty shabby yesterday. Yeah, they really I, did. I was I was shocked. Yeah. I was actually shocked that uh, he, he got so much done. Well, here's the thing. And, John, we appreciate the yeah, call as always. John. It's an offense where you snap the ball, you look for your open receiver, and you find him. And the Bears could have done that. The Bears tried to throw to the tight end a couple times. The Bears have tried to do some of that, and it doesn't work all that well. There's a there's a, a list. Brian Hanley retweeted it. It's um I guess it was in the Tribune the other day too. It's uh I, I usually don't like lists and power rankings um, because it's all subjective. Right. And what does it really mean? People get too worked up at it. I mean, every week during the during preseason and during the week or for White Sox baseball. People here on the station get all worked up when they say, <laughs> where were the White Sox? Why are they the White Sox not in the top 10? And then the guy, Ben Verlander, who did it, said he screwed up. He, he just forgot. I to remember put them in. that. That was yeah. quite the kerfuffle on Twitter. Right. Just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so I usually don't get too in the list but, and power ratings. But this guy, Brandon Anderson from the Action Network. Now, the Action Network is a company that deals in betting, gambling, mm-hmm. things like that. They ranked all 32 NFL coaching staffs. Okay, the staffs themselves. The staffs okay. themselves. O N D. And they rank coach the Bears thirtieth ahead of only Arizona and Cincinnati. And the reason he put at the very end, he said, the commonality between these three at the bottom is they have too much talent at quarterback to waste it on mediocre play calling mind. So basically, what the guy's saying is that Arizona with Kyler Murray and Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. They've got too much talent at the quarterback to waste it with their play calling. And, um, you know, that's a direct shot at Matt Nagy and his you play calling, so? which yeah. we've taken. We've all <clears throat> we've all taken shots yep. at Matt and his play calling over the last several years. And again, he came here being heralded as right. this offensive guru. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt he Oversold did. much. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you think about it. Let's go on out to the roads and Mark. Mark, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey What's up? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so when we uh, drafted Justin Fields, I was really excited. And a couple of my buddies, they weren't excited. They weren't as excited. And they told me that they didn't think that the Bears had the right coaching staff to coach Justin Fields. And I, I thought they were crazy. And then after yesterday, I watched a guy who was a mediocre quarterback for us for a couple of years 
looked like a pro bowler. He looked great. He made, I mean, those first three drives were amazing. He never did that with us, never. And that really just got me concerned that maybe they were right. So I just want your opinion. Do you guys think Nagy can coach Justin Fields, or do you think Justin Fields might end up looking like Mitch looked the first three years we had him? I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Appreciate yeah, thanks, Mark. it. No, I do not think he's going to end up looking like Mitch. I think Mitch uh, had a confidence issue as well. Yeah. You know, that maybe Nagy and, and staff contributed to. However, we've seen Justin. This guy's a stud. Yeah. Okay. Do I think that uh, Nagy may hold him back? This is a season that's going to show us right. if that's the case. Yeah. Because as our next caller says, yeah, you know, there, there really isn't – there's – you can run, but you can't hide. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The one thing that Fields has in his to his you know his benefit is that he is better at running out of the pocket than right. Mitch is. Okay? And, and Mitch was good. Yeah. Think about it. When we there were times where we thought the coaching staff had told Mitch not to run. We don't want you to get hurt. Well, Fields does it like matter of factly. It's crowded. It's busy. He can't find an open it, it, receiver. It's just an the immediate decision. Yeah. It's a gut thing, and, and it's, it's beautiful. To and s- super smart runner. Yeah, yeah. super right. smart. And he sets up everything else. You do that enough, then they're going to be on their heels. Yeah, and then he's got whatever he wants to get done. Yeah, he he is a way way better player. And let's face it, look at the college experience that he had. Right, the biggest stage. Yeah. And he was a stud. He gets he gets uh, he goes down to Georgia, then doesn't play there. Goes to Ohio State, plays in big games, big um, you know big stage. Callers hanging there three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll play some sound from uh, Justin Fields, some sound from Matt Nagy after their uh, preseason game yesterday. As the Bears look really bad, they lose forty one fifteen. We'll talk about that. We come back. Fred and Xander on ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN1000. I thought he looked really good. You know, he was he was playing um, very efficient, you know, making good throws. And, uh, again, you know, we're... we're uh, you know, for us, the the personal side of that, you know, it's always you spend three years with somebody and you try to help and do everything you can, and he does the same. And so, um, he's he's on a new path, and we're on a new path, and and I think um, you know he did a good job today, and they did a good job coaching. So it's credit to them. That was Matt Nagy talking about his former quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. He looked good out there in the white uniform. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're talking Bears after uh, Andy Dalton throws one touchdown pass. He did throw an interception, but when you watch the replay, the guy he threw the ball to, the ball was already out of his hands, and the guy slipped and fell. So I know there are probably some Bears fans that are going, why is Andy Dalton smiling? He's got a, he had a smile on his face coming off the field. We had those people all the time. They always call, oh, what's Eric Kramer smiling on the sidelines for? Okay. Andy <laughs> Dalton was smiling because he threw the pass exactly where it was supposed to go, and the receiver was on the ground because he slipped when he made his turn. Right. He made his break. So if you think about it, Andy's like, I threw it there. There's nothing I can do. I can't, I can't keep like, the guy upright. Yeah. 
And that's what happens in yep. preseason. You hope the guy has better cleats when the regular season starts. <laughs> 312-332-3776. Or you also hope that maybe Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson run a, r- a route once in a while. It would be nice to see them just catch a ball. Put that Adams. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah, I know. He's it was a nice grab. Second yeah. time in a row, he's gotten a fifty-fifty ball and taken it off of a guy's head. Something that Alan Robinson doesn't always do. We go to our guy Will in Virginia. Will, what's happening today? Hey, Will. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, so yesterday was kind of like a perfect storm because you had Mitch coming in for his personal Super Bowl, and so basically, I don't know if the Bears just weren't ready to go or if they just kind of underestimated something. But I mean, I, I feel like for the most part. They'll be fine with Fields. But I feel like it really magnifies Matt Nagy, though, because he won't have Trubisky to essentially blame if things aren't going right. And so, of course, you know, they, they start out with Dalton and things aren't going right. Then they can kind of mulligan kind of and go with Fields and hope that Fields can kind of uh, maybe mask any potential flaws of Nagy or the, the offense, the game plan. But I don't know. I kind of feel like it's definitely put up. I mean, I know we've been talking about it, but I know it's definitely put up or shut up time for Nagy. So, it, for him, it's like at least it's still just preseason. So, it's, you know, they have one more game and then they can go into the regular season and see how it goes. But, yeah, I just thought yesterday it's, it's a throwaway, but it doesn't look great, obviously. But it is also just Mitch's, his, like, revenge game. So, you know what? Was but, thinking. Well, you know what the biggest problem is, is that when the season starts, the Bears are still going to have that offensive line. And mm-hmm. the offensive line hasn't been together long enough. And I think they only, I think Dalton may have only got sacked once yesterday. Um, and Fields was able to get rid of the ball for the most part. But were you surprised, Will? And I want to ask you one more thing. Were you surprised when the hit came in from, what was his name, Andre Davis? And all of a sudden you see, I wasn't sure if Fields' head was in the helmet when it popped off. I know, that was yeah. scary. But there was nobody from the Bears, yeah. nobody from the Bears got into Davis's face. If you're taking out, if you're hitting my quarterback that high, somebody's got to be in the guy's face. I'm not talking about fighting him or getting a penalty, but you got to get in his face and you, you know protect do him. something, yep. don't you? Yep. That surprised me, Will. Oh yeah, yeah. I would think you'd want to see. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You want to see them kind of stick up for him as well. But yeah, I was also surprised too at just how how uh, fast that that helmet flew off. I guess it was it was dropped down, right? It's, it was supposed to be appreciated. Yeah, right. well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. It, it shot off his oh, head. It was it's crazy. Like, that that was nuts. And I agree with you. Somebody's got to go up and, and get in that guy's face. That exactly. is your prize He's your quarterback. Protect that. That's it. it. From the original... From you know, from the original. Oh, what the heck's the name of the movie? Uh, mean Machine, Burt Reynolds. Um, oh, uh, the longest year. Lo- yeah, well, from the very f- from the very first one. Yeah. What does Burt Reynolds say? The number one rule: protect your quarterback. Absolutely. And anybody that hits your quarterback, you got to get in his face. And I thought Mustafer or Bars would have done it. I'm not sure if Bars was on the field. I know I'm. Uh, they may have both not been on the field. It may have been backups at that time because it was a third quarter. Right. Um, so maybe neither of them were. But if you're a guy trying to make the team, if you're an offensive lineman. That impresses coaches oh my, right there. It impresses the other players, yes, too. Yes, it does. Because impresses all of a everybody. sudden, and nobody did it. It's like nobody, nothing. And I'm saying to myself, how does that happen? And what Will was saying was Nagy cannot hide behind Trubisky no. now. Uh-uh. I mean, you may have Justin Fields making Nagy look much better than he actually is. That's what he's hoping, If he doesn't get in, yeah. in right, right. Yeah. If he doesn't get in his own way, and I'm talking about Nagy. Yeah. Uh, 312-332-3776. We go to Rosemont and Bob. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Bob. Hey. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Uh, 
You know, number one, I'm, I'm happy to see that Nagy has realized that wearing a visor does not make him any smarter. Um, so he's, he's apparently going with that look, even though he's outside in bright sunlight. But the, the, the question for fans that are calling in and thinking that yesterday was some sort of a significant event is, would you rather have Justin Fields or would you be paying Matt uh, or, or Matt Nagy to coach a quarterback making $25 million a year that hasn't demonstrated anything consistently over the past three-year period. Uh, the bottom line was McDermott, coach for the Bills, was doing everything possible to allow Mitch to excel, including running motion uh, on offense against a vanilla defense so that Mitch would have an easier time reading the defenses. Now, obviously, uh, Trubisky was more accurate than we have seen in the past, but I'm sure there were some 11-on-11 drills in practice where he looked, uh, you know, lights out. And pro- yesterday was essentially one of those days. So, you know, it, it, I don't think anybody wishes any ill will or any failure upon the guy, but the bottom line was he had three years to demonstrate that he was worthy of an extension. He didn't do it. Uh, nobody in the NFL thought he was worthy of the kind of money that's being paid to starting quarterbacks. He found his own level. He's a backup quarterback, and he will probably be a backup for most of his career. And uh, and God bless him. But uh, to think that yesterday was some day to to, to draw conclusions about whether or not the Bears made the right decision in not signing him to a long-term contract for over a hundred million dollars is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, you know, Bob, Bob. I don't think anybody is is thinking. There's nobody that would rather have Mitchell Trubisky no, here than no. anybody else. And I, but we're, the only thing I'm saying is that maybe he was maybe he was being held back a little bit. This is he, what was he, he mismanaged? Here? He can't read defenses. We know that. And he's been he he showed he was unable to do that. I just felt good for him that he was able to go on out there and actually look good. He's a backup quarterback making what ten million this year. And he's going to be behind a guy that he probably will not play at all for because all of Buffalo's games are going to be big unless it gets near the end of the season and they don't need a victory. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do. I just felt and, good for him, and because um, all of everything he took here, and I know some of it was on him. Plus his play too. He didn't ask the Bears to trade up to get him. Um, you know that was that's all on pace. He was put in a tough position. Yeah, I mean yeah, the, bo- the bottom line is is great quarterbacks overcome mediocre coaching throughout this league. <laughs> sure, and, and, and to the extent that he couldn't overcome Nagy, I, I, there's no question about it. And, and I think the fact that Nagy will now be highlighted as. Uh, probably finding his own level, and that may well lead him to be fired ultimately because if he doesn't balance the running game with the passing game, uh, and, and if they don't get proper line play from the yeah. from the, uh, the players that he has put on the roster and coaches that he has changed to coach those guys up, uh, it, it's all going to be exposed, and uh, it'll, it'll all find its own way. But uh, as I say, to the extent that uh, I'm seeing some, uh, some, some comments or hearing some comments about folks that are drawing uh, significant conclusions from one game, uh, that game, uh, I, I just thought I'd put a damper on that a little <laughs> yeah. bit. No, we appreciate it, Bob, as always. Thanks, Thanks a lot. 312-332-3776. You know, if there is somebody who would rather have Mitch than Justin Fields, Call us right now. Or or listen listen on Monday at 7 o'clock. Cap. Right. And Jay Hood. Uh, and, uh, yeah. On Monday morning. I don't even think Cap would be that guy. I don't know. Tomorrow oh, may be. Um, 
Matt Nagy was uh, asked after the game yesterday if it's tempting to see Justin Fields actually get some time with the first-teamers. Yeah, there's a possibility of that. Yeah, so I think it's, it's more tempting. But then there's always the hard part of those guys, you know, that the, you know what I mean? Like, those guys, too, are, are they playing? Like, you look, you look at the teams across the league right now of the guys that – like, the guys for the Bills that played today. You know what I'm saying? So there's that fine line because you want to get to week one and you want your guys for week one. We know what those starters can do. So that's why when you have uh, when you're trying to develop a quarterback like we are with Justin, we're, we're going to look back at this and you say, man, it, it's hard. It's hard to, to get to that. It's hard to evaluate um, with the variable. It's not hard to evaluate, but it's hard to be perfect with all the variables. You know, so we got to evaluate. I'm going to answer his question. He asked it like three times. I don't know what he's saying. I'm, not, I, I, I'm, not I'm, I'm right there. I'm not 100%, every time he said that. I yeah. shook my head. No, I'm not 100 percent sure what he's saying, um, but I do. I do understand one thing. It is very, very difficult to evaluate a quarterback when he doesn't get opportunities to play with the first-teamers. No doubt. And with only three preseason games, you do want to see Andy Dalton play with the first-teamers. So, because he is well, your starting quarterback. Not, not, not everybody does. No, not yes. everybody does. But, but yeah. So Theoretically, yes. Fields was asked about the chance of playing with the starters. I'm curious to see what it would look like if you played alongside the starters. Am I curious to see? Yeah. Uh, I don't, am I curious to see, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess you can say that, um, I feel like that's a tough question. I'm, I'm not really worried about that. I think that time will come, you know, when it's needed. And, but right now I'm just not even focused on that. I'm focused on getting better because I'm not worried about who, who I'm going with. I'm just trying to, you know, whoever you throw me in there with, you know, we're, we're, we're going to ball out and I'm, I'm going to, you know, try to score every drive. Yeah, and that's what Bears fans are hoping for. They can't wait to see Justin now, Fields there. I like there. the way he answers yeah. questions. Well, you know, you know what? what I'm saying? Wait, Fred, do you know what I'm it. saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. No, I do know he what you're saying. He knows he belongs that. out there. That's <laughs> yeah. what that answer is. Yeah. He yeah. knows he belongs out there. <laughs> we'll hear more from Fields, more from Nagy, more from you. We come back after this. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Okay, a couple more phone calls. We got our rock poll coming up in a matter of moments. We go to River North and Bob. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Bob. Hey, Fred. Hey, Xander. How you guys doing? Good. How well, are you? Great, thanks. Hey, guys. I thought yesterday. I'm just being brutally candid. I thought that Pace and uh, and Maggie had a bad day. I mean, I just think that like one thing. First of all, I think a lot of times when you play the Bears, when the Bears play an opponent. The roster isn't as deep and isn't as good as the other team's roster, and I think they have like money spent that just is like dead camp money on the field, and it's it, and then comp- compounded that you know we don't have as many draft picks a lot of times. And dude, I'm being brutally candid. That offensive line, I would not put Justin Fields out there. That's like handing the the uh, the, 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 the car keys to a new Porsche to a guy who just got his his, his, his permit. I mean, I just don't think that that offensive line is is NFL caliber. And I don't think you can fix that. I mean, I, you know, I would play Andy Dalton. If he, if he if he can't go, I'd probably play Foles. I mean, I wouldn't put. Let's be honest. After yesterday, I think Case and Nagy are on the clock, and and rightfully so. Likely, if, if I mean, let's be honest. But 
it's not it, it doesn't look good when the, the guy you kicked to the curb like lights it up against your your great defense. I, mean, I, I don't I, that's the way I see it. I just wonder what you guys think. Yeah, Bob, appreciate the call. I I think the offensive line will obviously will be better, it, it, but, but it's going to take a little time. And yeah. I don't think that you can approach it like we can't play Justin because we're worried that our offensive line's going to get him hurt. You can't you no, can't you approach can't go that way. the game that way. Yeah, you you have to play Justin when he's ready, and a lot of us think he's ready now. Yeah, a lot of people do. Not Andy Dalton. No, and you know I, I'd like to see Andy Dalton with the first teamers ourselves. We're talking about seeing Justin Fields with the first. We haven't seen Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney for more than one or two plays. Well, They're not it's even really, out there. It, it, you know the preseason is a it, uh, a bit confusing because Very. it's like okay, you got to get the guys in to try to win jobs. Yeah, but how are the other guys who are going to play every day get used to each other? Right, you don't do that in practice. Uh, well, yeah, they try it, but I don't think yeah, it works. I don't think it really. No, yeah. it doesn't. It, it's not like a game. Right. Yeah, not at all. Let's go downtown and Al. It's on ESPN hey, one thousand. Hello, Al. Hey guys, how are you? Doing okay. It's all good. Good. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Enjoy your show. Um, a long-time Bear fan, but a realistic fan, not a fanatic. Okay. Uh, so uh, the last two years, I've made one phone call um, to each of the sports stations and made my prediction for the year for the Bears. And I was right both times. Uh, after their first big season, when Nagy was the coach, I said the next year they'd be 8-8. Eight and, eight. Uh, and I gave five reasons why. And the hosts all argue with me, uh, but I was right. Uh, last year, I said eight and eight, maybe, and I was right. Um, this year, my prediction is eight and nine or seven and ten, and I'll give you my five reasons. Pretty much there, everybody knows them, but uh, doesn't make me a genius. But first reason is, and the top reason is, the coach. Uh, he was lucky his first year. He had a tremendous defense, you know, one of the best defenses we've ever had outside of 85. He had a great defensive coach, and the league didn't know what he was doing, and he took some chances, and they worked out for him. After that, we've seen what he really is. He's a nice guy. He knows his stuff. He just isn't that good. Second reason is the quarterback. Whoever we put in there, whether it's Fields or Dalton, they're not good enough yet to challenge somebody like Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger or any of these guys. They're just not that good. Uh, Fields may be in the future. I hope he is in a year or two. Yeah, well, nobody, yeah, nobody gets to be great in a year or two. Uh, That's go, right. Go a little That's quicker, right. Al. You got three more. Right. Go a little quicker. Okay. All right. Real quick. Uh, the line, which we all know. Right. The, the schedule is really tough. Okay. okay. It is it, the and, first. If, if they they should go, they could go three and one. They'll probably go two and two. I think in the first four games. Uh, then it gets maybe. really tough right after that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. What's your fifth yeah, reason? And then there's the, the other thing is injuries, which every team has. Yep. Yep. But and their defense, which I don't think is nearly as good as it was, it's still pretty good. It's not great. Um, if they have a couple of injuries on the defense, like the Smith or Hicks or somebody like that, when Hicks went out that one year, they were done. Yeah, they struggled a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they, their backups, to me, as you see in the preseason, they just aren't 
they aren't quite good enough. No. You don't see any rising stars in their backup. Got Christian Jones who couldn't make the Bears, and he wasn't very good on the Lions, and he's one of their primary backups. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, and, their, and, and, their and, corner Kendall Vidor. He doesn't look to me like he's going to be an all pro. Well, and that's uh, your big problem, Al. I got to let you go. You've been going on for a long enough time. You got a lot of stuff, and you're all. It's all good. I just you know, we got to move on a little bit. Um, I, I agree with you on on Vildor. Um, you've got two second year cornerbacks. It's going to be very difficult to win in the NFL with two second year cornerbacks unless they both step up tremendously. Jalen Johnson had a good year last year. Vildor filled in. They got Desmond Trufant. They lost uh, Kyle Fuller. I want a guy they really liked. He's gone now. So. It's going to be tough if they don't get to the quarterback and they don't put pressure on the QB. If they don't pressure him, then he's going to be able to pick apart that secondary. Yep. And you need Eddie Jackson to step up. And Eddie Jackson showed yesterday he still uh, doesn't uh, tackle all that well. He did make some tackles later, but he lets um, you know Singletary, I think it was, going for the touchdown early. Mm-hmm. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll get to more of your calls in a second, but we got a rock poll that we do each and every week here on ESPN One Thousand. Yeah, and uh, around this time, thirty years ago, if you could believe it, we started hearing "Smells Like Teen Spirit" from uh-huh. Nirvana. Yep, radio got it, MTV got it, everything just blew up. Then we found out about this whole Seattle grunge thing where people wore like uh, flannel shirts. And they right. stared at their shoes, yeah, and then just rocked out with long hair. They stared yeah. at their shoes, and nobody looked. <clears throat> right, yeah, right. Know who anybody the glam was. of the eighties was gone in a heartbeat. So, I ask you, out of the big four, now there were a bunch of bands out of Seattle that came out of the grunge movement, yeah. but out of the big four, the uh, rock poll is all about what was your favorite out of Seattle? Okay, you got Nirvana, you've got Soundgarden, you've got Pearl Jam. I know Zetterman's probably weighed in already yeah. on Pearl Jam. Then you have Alice in Chains. Those okay. are the big four. I know there's Mud Honey and Mother Love Bone and a bunch of other ones, but those are the big four. If you think about Seattle grunge, those are the big four bands. Sure. So which one is your favorite? We're celebrating 30 years of grunge. Okay. <laughs> I, I got my favorite. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, uh, save that. I will. I think, and we'll, we'll get to that uh, a little later. I certainly have my favorite, too. Yeah, 312-332-3776. we got a couple more Bears callers on the line. Hang in there. We'll get right back to you. We're also going to talk some White Sox baseball. We're here all the way till 1130. The White Sox dropped one to Tampa Bay today. Uh, yesterday, they. Oh, no, what are you foreshadowing today? Yeah, I, I'm no. trying to. Well, I like Ronaldo Lopez. He's going today for the White Sox. He gets a start. It looks like uh, Carlos Rodon may be ready to go later this week. Um, I like Thursday. the rest for Carlos. Yeah, well, you know, he, he went out and um, he, he rested that sore shoulder. So we'll talk some White Sox baseball, some of the other Bears callers. Yeah. We come back after this in just two minutes on ESPN 1000.